There is no doubt the world is facing daunting challenges these days. Look around. We have reached a critical point in human history. Old leadership models, beliefs, and behaviors are no longer working. Centuries of emasculation have brought us to the brink. Men need help, and who better to help us but the women? This is well. The Women's Expressions on Leadership, Learning, and Liberty podcast show, and I'm its host, John Krotek. My guests are accomplished and intelligent women who share not only their personal stories, but give us valuable insights and perspectives on the leadership challenges men face. In a world still dominated primarily by men, these honest perspectives can be a genuine catalyst for male leadership improvement. By exploring possibilities and opportunities for self-improvement and transformation, we offer men hope in an ever-changing, fast-paced, complex world. Thank you for listening and for your support. Lead on. I am super excited to have this guest on this episode of The Well Podcast. Uh, women's expressions on leadership, learning, and liberty. Taking us a while to get here. I've known Tommy Baskus, Tommy Flannery Baskus, for a few years now. She is a very, very busy woman, and she's smart, and she does a lot of really cool things. Before we get to Tommy, we're gonna. I'll tell you a little bit about her, and then we'll just get right into this conversation. Um, Tommy is the president and CMO of Sinfuels Assets Management LLC and the Vice President of Draconis Digester Technology. She's the CEO of Dust Flyer Vision Art and Productions and the CEO of Angel Blue Perfume LLC. And I wasn't joking when I said she was busy. Being CEO <laughs> of one company is, is tough enough, but, she, but she's accomplished it. And, and, and to do it for four different companies speaks volumes about Tommy. By the way, my wife's name is Tommy too. And spells I remember it the same that way. you said that. I think that's wonderful. <laughs> it's pretty interesting. But anyhow, Tommy has worked at the executive level in the wastewater industry, extraction, distillation, waste energy projects, and is a highly motivated, successful marketing executive. Sinfuels creates valuable fuels, chemicals, and fatty acids for industries and the energy sector. And we're hearing a lot about that stuff these days. You sure are. She is also, we can go in the other businesses and we can do that, but I, I want to tell you a little bit more about the other side of her besides the business side, but this is business too. She's also an artist, a photographer, and the published author of The Abandoned Story, which is a collection of unique stories, photographs, and history of the Midwest river towns, the rural haunts, abandoned places, and things left behind. We're going to talk a little bit more about that. You can discover more about the, her distinctive art, writings, and photography at Dustflyer Vision Art and Productions. We'll leave all that information in the show notes when we publish this. Her passion for medicinal plants, herbs, and spices inspired Tommy to form Angel Blue Perfume LLC. And she uses a very unique extraction process, but everything she uses, and I'm not a scientist, I don't know how to extract anything but stories. <laughs> And she can tell us a little bit more about that. But I, I remember purchasing some perfume from her company a couple of years ago. And my wife absolutely loved it. Um, it's not like anything that you buy off the shelf. The, her heart and her soul goes into the process. 
and everything she uses is top notch. But let's get started. Let's uh, welcome to the show, Tommy. Uh, Thank you, Tommy Flannery Baskets. Um, and I just want to say before we get, w w Tommy and I met uh, three and a half, four years ago. She supported the Green Zone Hero uh, yes, business directory. Her heart has always been with the veterans and people who wear the uniform and yes. put their lives on. And we are veteran-owned companies too, so definitely. And then I wanted to say I'm honored uh, to be here speaking with you. You you bring a lot of awareness, John, to many good people doing good things and and like yourself. So thank you. Well, well the show's about you though, but thank you for that. I yeah, appreciate but, that. But that's true though. But you you interview so many wonderful guests, and I've enjoyed listening to many of them. So you do very good work, John. Thank you for that. Well, let's get started, Tommy. Uh, let's uh, we'll talk a little bit about the logo that you see on the screen in a minute. But let's go back. Let's go back to the very beginning. Let's go back to your upbringing. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Um, well, let's see. I had a I think a very, uh, very good upbringing, had quite a bit of um, sadness in my life too. My mother passed away when I was six and <clears throat> my father had a lot of responsibility raising my brother and myself. And my dad remarried to a wonderful lady who I also call my mother, who uh, offered much support to us. So I think, um, to make sort of this long story short, I uh, had a large family, German, Irish descent, very loving, gregarious people, very good people. And I grew up in uh, a nice Indiana neighborhood, but I lived very close to my grandparents and spent a lot of time in a historic home uh, in Jeffersonville, Indiana, by uh, the big Jeff Boat Works. That's a very large boat work facility that builds large, large boats and vessels. And uh, it, it was quite an experience. So I think that helped to form my uh, opinions early in life on humanity, because I spent a lot of time with my grandmother and my grandfather, who, you know, had a lot of great wisdom. And it, all the things within this historic home that that were around really helped to kind of form my, my stories and the way I would see life. So I grew up, uh, I grew up around them a lot and I really loved and found out John that speaking with older people and spending time with them was incredible. It was like, I, I, I learned so many things from their stories that were so important. And I realized that even my parents, who I love very much, my aunts and uncles, they had great stories too, but it seemed like the older generation had these incredible stories. So I thought, wow, you know, these are important because when they pass on, you know, we're not going to have those stories anymore unless you record these things. And I think that influenced, uh, if you read my writings, a lot of what I, I do now today. Um, and that was a lot of my childhood. I went to uh, a, a Catholic school for many years. So uh, I feel like I was brought up in a very respectful, loving, you know, environment, even though I had a lot of these uh, sad type of things that happen. But I grew up pretty fast and I was, you know, older than my brother. So I did help kind of hold down and take care of the household uh, while my mother worked several jobs in the evening and my father too. 
So um, there's so many stories, John, I could go into. No, but, but that's pretty cool. You know, to a nutshell, I really did spend a lot of time with my my grandmother, and my grandfather, and I, I watched a lot. I was very aware of things, and I really tried to see what the older generation did and the stories that they uh, would impart upon me. Um, I thought their wisdom was very interesting and. It was something that I wasn't really getting from the peers of my age group. And I was really thirsty for knowledge and experience. And I really found uh, that to be fascinating to go visit and spend time with older people. I used to even visit nursing homes, you know, no, but you know, that's, you know, people that have families, you know, and I would visit them because they were lonely, but you can learn so much. You're so, what we would have I, called, you know, an old soul, you know, your fascination with history. Yes, my, my godmother always said that to me growing up. She's like, Tommy, you're, you're an old soul, you know, but I'm a lot like my mother. My mother was very aware and was also uh, published. She published works. She was a, a really, really good artist and seemed really beyond her time. So maybe I got a little bit of that from my mother, you know. You know, one of the things you mentioned, Tommy, which is kind of cool, is mm -hmm. that, you know, you mentioned that your peers didn't seem really interested in some of those things that you were right. interested in, a yeah. as an old soul child, I guess you would say. Right, right. <laughs> and, and that's what probably comes out in your writings and and, yes. and just the way you approach life. You know, you approach life with the maturity that, that other kids probably at that time and maybe even today still don't have. Right. Well, when you lose someone important to you, you yeah. you, fast. you start, like, that's why... I always write from, I have one foot here and one beyond the veil. So it really, you know, when death happens early for a child, it colors your existence, your life, your perspective. And a lot of children, you know, were, they came from all different backgrounds, of course, and had their own experiences, but most of them had their families intact. You know, the mother and father were alive. They didn't suffer that traumatic experience of losing uh, someone that they loved and looked up to. So you know, that's quite, quite traumatic for a child. So I think I had to really look elsewhere for things and uh, was always searching, you know, why let are me think, Let on? me think here for a second. So I'm just, so the influences, you know, your, your grandfather who was older and then the Catholic church, and then you were, you're the older sister to a brother. And then uh, you, your dad had these extra responsibilities. You know, right. tell us a little bit, being around that, your brother and your dad and your grandfather. Tell and my grandmother, she really colored yeah. my life. And but but how how did you, what were your what did you learn about boys and what did you learn about guys? How, how what were your perceptions of that at, at those formative years? Um, you know, it's funny the collected knowledge we have and the way time, which is such an interesting phenomena. Um, we're like grown children is the way I think of things. We just have this a lot of collective experience that makes us with our unique DNA, who we are today. So a lot of my point is a lot of the way I saw things as a child, <clears throat> I see that now too. Um, I'm very good at giving someone, uh, you know, making up for what they may lack, giving people chances. Uh, things like that. But I, I think that I grew up having a very healthy uh, respect for men and women and seeing that they are very, very similar. And uh, with 
but being very unique individuals and working very well together. Um, so I, um, I, I think I had a very healthy uh, outlook to them, but I was, I was not probably the most social uh, child, but very loving and very friendly. And I think I attracted many good people into my life, but you know, I was an attractive uh, young lady. So I had, I felt like I had uh, older men who were attracted to me, but they were very respectful. And uh, I, I, I don't know, I think I had a very good image of, of men and women. Um, not necessarily naive, but I guess I had a respect for people and um, was treated with respect. I, I think I'm very fortunate uh, growing up through those formative years that I had many good uh, influences around me is what I'm trying to say, because I am very well aware of how people can be when they're not being noble or you know, you're, you're, you're choosing not maybe a good side to be better, to better yourself as a man or a woman, to be disciplined, to choose a noble road. And I think people have become very lazy and uh, not concerned with trying to be the best that they can be um, in this day and age. I, I see kind of a lack of respect for maybe humanity. People are more self-serving. I see youth with, you know, uh, maybe not being as respectful as what we were taught to be growing up. But I think, you know, this is a hard conversation, John, because it gets into someone being very, you know, you have to be an aware person and you have to have, you have to be very open to see things. And I think some people become very afraid and closed off, so they don't. And they don't try to become a better version of themselves. They're used to being more herded into a certain narrative or acting a certain way because they're kind of told to do so instead of realizing your own experience and story is very, very important. And uh, very well, if we look at, yeah, if we look around the yeah. world today, we, we, we can see that, you know, and, and it's, it is astute, you know, you keep right. coming back to this word, which I absolutely love. It's part of the mantra in my, in my core value set is the word respect. And right. you, you mentioned it, you know, in a couple of different ways, but, but I couldn't agree with you more. Tommy, that, you know, if you have this healthy vision or perception and respect, mm -hmm. you said you always seem to attract respectful people. And that, right. that's, that's a, that's a very interesting yeah. point. You have to respect yourself and know those boundaries because yeah. you know, people will, they're, they're going to be people that test you. And you know this, I mean, you know, by the time you're our age, you realize <laughs> different types of people and and many people can be very self-serving in the businesses like that we run and i'm not really trying to be judgmental it's just that i try to live by a code of i always expected men in my life to be like my uncles or my father or my grandparents you know i had three sets of grandparents so you know, I see the men and women in my life as being very strong and more noble and really trying to better themselves. And then you grow up and you realize in business, uh, you kind of wonder, where did that go? They don't even have a respect for themselves. You're wondering if, you know, how is this? You know, I believe in integrity, being the best you can be and having really good communication skills to, to speak what you need to speak. But it's the lack of integrity that keeps people from not communicating because it's 
this is a lot more simple you know really you understand that i mean in business you just you sh or in any type of relationship if you don't have communication and integrity and want to be the best noble person that you can be you're you're going to have a breakdown eventually you know things are not going to work out well between you and that other entity in some fashion and um life would be a lot easier if people did have some kind of respect a little bit more respect for themselves and others uh, and you know, I think I kept something that I'm seeing that is not, it doesn't look healthy. It's not happening now. And, and, and I've been very disappointed and, and we've, I've known many wonderful people in my life that many people take an easy road. That's not courageous. And they just mm -hmm. don't want to be honest with themselves and others. And, you know, I, I wrote this morning that technologies have changed. We'll talk a little bit about technology. Yes, yes. I said, but, but but the human organism doesn't seem to have changed or evolved that much. Exactly. Um, in general, of course, without yeah. being judgmental or, or, you know, it's more rhetorical, but but it's true. And it's a, it, it, it's a shame because if you have these core value sets right. or, or if you try to find them and apply them, you your life could literally change in an instant. I know. It and can. isn't it sad, Tommy? Like well, like no, but we, we see so many people. Up. Well, we see people fighting vulnerability. We see people fighting themselves. And oh, when no. you get right down to it, I said the, the, the optimal mantra, I think, that serves the world these days is fear. Yes. Fear, of, fear of whatever, but, but the fear it, 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 it is is destroying communication. It is a huge driver in, in all of that. And, uh, oh, wow, we could go into so much of this. Um, I think also, I think, you know, the technology is incredible and what we use it for now is wonderful, but in artificial intelligence and on and on. But like I said, that's a longer conversation. But I think we need to be very cognizant of not losing that human factor of actually, you know, having that respect and meeting with person and not put forth, which I think is easy to do. I'm not trying to be judgmental, but put forth a false identity to people with on a social platform where behind the scenes, you're like another person at home, but you're putting forth something false for people to see on a social media platform. And, and that's, the duality problem i think we do see it's it's a, a lack of integrity and courage uh anyone can put on a smiling face or try to look good and put on a different persona and talk 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 all day long about great things but are you really applying that in your life and i think that's the the funny thing about the ai and the social media i think there are there are a lot of false type of representations so i think people need to go within themselves and ask them is this really you know what what am i putting forth i don't have to just put forth something every day of my life every minute of the day what i'm doing is what i'm putting forth important does it help someone is it helping myself and others and am i giving uh, a good representation of what's truthful um, i'm kind of concerned that's not happening and it's, it's cold. You know, I think people need to respect their, you know, the people in their communities and, and, and get on with people, not just communicate by social media. I, I, I couldn't that's agree. That's kind of another story. I just think no, that, but no, but it's true. You know, I couldn't agree. To, 
what we're speaking of. Definitely. I couldn't agree with you more. You know, even some of the developers of these social media platforms uh, have come out and spoken publicly and actually written books about it. How, you know, what started out as something really good and enlightening, you know, for information and technologies and, and, and being able to communicate has turned in on many, in many different places, not what it was meant to be. And uh -huh. that, and that some of the um, entropic forces of the universe, the, the non-growth mm -hmm. forces have been able to play upon that. And, and there is a lot of deception and there's a lot of you sure. know, a lack of trust and, you know, all of these things that we need to have to have a sustainable society. Well, it's, it's another conduit for that to happen. So it's not like it's, you know, it, it's sort of odd to talk about things as good and bad, light and dark. Uh, you can't have one without the other. No, but, you can't. Uh, people people that, need to become aware, though. I think there's, you know, there's a narrative that's put forth. And when people, perhaps on a social media site, see other people doing this, they get a lot of likes for this. If you're insecure, maybe, and you're only concerned about that, you may follow that narrative because you're saying, well, he or she is, this is working for them. I want this too. But that's not really being truthful. You know, I think people need to take a breath, take a step back and say, you know, live a life. It's not about this, you know, um, maybe always being connected to that. Yeah. Of, uh, and know, I think we're starting to see that. Or false identity or an ego. People are drowning in ego. I use this all <laughs> Ego is not your amigo. People in business, I, anyone that I tutor, anyone that asks my opinion, that works with us, you know, I always try to remind them of that. It's a very difficult thing to come to terms with, but ego is definitely something that people need to deal with. It gets in the way of, of true relationships and it doesn't do any justice to yourself if you're trying to be the most noble you know, person that you can be because we're always evolving every minute, every day, like you said, and you can change at any moment. It's just like taking a hat off and putting on something, another hat of awareness. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And, uh, I think people just need to, uh, you know, they need to do what makes them happy. What, what the creative nature and your unique story, you know, people need to do that more and get in touch with that more. I think that's true. Get lost in a lot of these things that maybe don't, you know, when I, I'm talking about social media. Well, I read the other day where, you know, human beings, one of the commonalities of human beings, whether they want to admit it or not, is the search for acceptance. And this then and, and approval that, that we're okay. And, right. you know, society and social constructs has a way of, you know, for, for women, it's a little bit different than it is for men, but we have these societal uh, pressures. Sure. And if we, and if we, if we feel that we're weak in any one of them, then for some reason, right. we feel like we're not good enough or, right. or we're a failure. And then, then it gets into a whole other, that's right. Um, ball game but but i i think that that's what we see a lot of and i i personally believe i agree with you on a lot of fronts i i, I think that the social media platform has been good in some respects and then in some respects sure. it's magnified the dark side too sure and 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 there are many good aspects to social media there's no doubt about it and and on any level even if it's just you know um i i Let's see. I mean, it's a good communicating tool. There's no doubt about it. And it's, it's got a great place. Well, we're um, using it to tell the story. So, you know, yeah. be... no, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it at all. There's a great way to uh, share information uh, that might have been hard to do uh, where you can retrieve information from the past, 
things that might be in another part of the world. So it's, it's wonderful technology. Um, when I speak of social media, I'm speaking of social media sites, not quite where you're trying to gain knowledge and learn things or do meetings or things that don't really present themselves in an easy manner to where you can just fly to another country real quick to do a meeting. It's nice that you have the opportunity to do this in the area that you live, you know, and remotely and stuff. So I just think that uh, a lot of, um, John, what's been designed in this world is basically to turn to sort of like make humans feel that you are not uh, fulfilled and whole as a human. You know, each human, if, if I could, I always tried to tell people that my brother, you know, the gravity of this is that each human has their own DNA. You have your own unique story that will never happen again. You will never happen again like that. So in this time, this realm that we know of, and that is so important. And I wish people could understand the gravity of that. And we're not meant to be herd animals to follow narratives. To me, it's not about the politics. It's not about this. It's not about that. This is about something very important that you have power. You have a, to me, a conduit straight to your creator. You're very, very important. Each person, whether you're a man or woman on the street or, you know, everybody, every man, woman, a child, everything has an awareness, animals, rocks, everything. So it's, it's a, a beautiful story. And if people can just understand that they are loved, they were created, they're here for a reason and do what makes them happy. And, and, and not just totally be self-serving. Seems like with that attitude, people that I notice are far more happy and uh, constructive and healthy. And I think everything that's designed sometimes takes you away from that, that they, the institutions, they make you feel like, well, you need me to do this, you need this and that. But a lot of everything does start from within and from that core family unit what you learn from an early age, from a healthy, loving family, um, and knowing that you're equipped with everything that you have inside to, to answer, to find those answers. And, and there's not one person in this planet that's not important or knows anything more than anyone else on this beautiful, mysterious journey. I mean, to me, it's like we're children in the dark, walking towards the light in this mysterious journey together. And that's all it is. There's just things that will never be answered because we weren't allowed to know. We're here, it's a beautiful time, uh, always a beautiful life. And you need to make the best of that. So that makes it's always within. It's not, you're not gonna find it from anyone else. You may be influenced and loving people may lend their hand and their love and their support, but it's something you have got to go through yourself. This is a very individual, beautiful journey for each person. Everybody has a story. So that's what I, I, you know, this is what I picked up from my life, from the older people I've known, from what I felt. And so anything that deviates from that, I'm curious about and, and maybe skeptical. You know, uh, you really, people need to really start going within a little more and realizing they have everything they need. Well, you know, that's the deviation that people are fearful about because the deviation, oh, it means that there's a process, yeah. you know, people don't, people need to realize that life itself is a process and exactly. it's not going to always be hunky dory, 
but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's your mindset that that handles it or not. It's how it's how you. That's that's what intelligence. How intelligence is exactly. And I know you from the military. A lot of these military men and women. I mean, you know this. You have to think on your feet in business. You know Murphy's law. I mean, it's always things are always going to go wrong. Things are, are what we perceive as wrong, but it might actually be a door that opens that was really better. We just couldn't see it then. You know, um, you have to move with the flow. You really have got to be flexible, and that is not easy. That is but not. E- but even when you say that, you know, here's here's what I see. This might agree with me or not. I, I see that the path of least resistance. You know, we say go inside for somebody that's intuitive like you and me and others that we know. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's easier to go inside because we've been there. We understand that process. Right. But but the path of least resistance, a lot of people that I meet, unfortunately, don't want to go there. You know, it's uh-huh. almost like they're scared of maybe what they're going to find out or they're uncomfortable with 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 that. And and no, I, I think you're right, John. And fear is 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 a, a hard thing to tackle for some. There's no doubt about it. And we all know what that's like. So it, it's um I, I understand. <laughs> and it's you know, sad because if they could get if they open the door and just put that fear aside, they would realize all that light and all the new things that you're gonna find. And and your whole life is going to be full of opening that door that you're free to open. And then you get to the next precipice. It's always like that. And that's how you, and that's what I, you think. I get out of my writings. Yeah, it's constant. A constant, one, it's a beautiful thing too. But once you go there, and you know, it, I'm not going to, easier, I don't know. But once you go there, that's you know, I'll share, I'll share a little story <laughs> with you. Um, I it remember. Takes it takes courage too. No well, doubt. I remember, you know, go, dealing with a, a brain injury and I, and I, and I, this is, this is, this is going to support, I think what you say. And, and, I remember insomnia was part of that. And I remember my therapist told me next time that happens, you know, go into, turn on the, the, the light, go into the mirror and look at that person, tell that person how much you appreciate them. Of course, I had never done that in my entire life. And so I did that that night, that same night, you know, insomnia is part of a, a brain injury. But so the, the first time I did, it was like, hey, man, I love you. And then I went, tried to get back to sleep. But as I started to do more and more of it, uh-huh. It became easier. And then I actually started to believe it because right. here I was in my fifties. I had never looked at that guy in the mirror yeah. and ever felt that way about him. And you said this earlier in the conversation, Tommy, about love, self-love and forgiveness. And, and I, and I think that that's what people need to realize that if they can appreciate themselves first absolutely you know and then they and that's can, well said that's a neat story john and you're right yeah forgive themselves and then it just gets it, mm-hmm. i don't say think it gets any easier but right. it gets somebody said one time it, it doesn't it, the, the, the you know it, the bearing of that weight is lighter that's for sure and you just evolve that mm-hmm. yeah this guy that lost his son in combat said you know john i live my life five minutes at a time oh. it doesn't get any easier as time goes on it just gets oh. different Sure, that's true. So let's shift gears for a second, Tommy. Tell us about, and we're not joking here, right? Tell us about what it's like to be a CEO and a vice president mm-hmm. of so many companies that do so many cool things. How well, does that work? What do you do? How do you get that done? Well, at first, I, I, I do have to put... Uh, the accolades definitely go to my husband, Paul Vasquez, Paul Thomas Vasquez, who's just brilliant, brilliant scientist, 
physicist and uh, inventor of so many 60 plus national and international tech, you know, patents that we have and, and many more coming. So I, I wanted to say that quickly because uh, he's at the core of all of these businesses, even before I met Paul. Uh, he's quite a bit older than me and has been doing this for definitely 30 plus years. Um, I, we had a lot in common when we met. Of course, I run my own businesses too. Uh, and it keeps me very busy, but uh, that was a little bit natural to me because I was already running my businesses, at least the art business at an early age, because I've been painting and writing my whole life, basically. I mean, in nursery school, they would, they knew I didn't like to sleep. I was I always had this anxiety that I was going to miss something in life. So at, mm -hmm. I was the one that they would not make take a nap. They would let me paint or draw quietly. So I've been very busy since I was young, very energetic. Um, but it, it is, it's, it's a wonderful experience. Um, I'm very good with a lot of scientific, conceptual things. So I, I fit into the position I have very well. And I was very disciplined. Um, I worked very, very hard and spent quite a bit of time going to meetings and learning a lot of things uh, during the years that I have been doing this, which is definitely over 15 years, quite a long time. Um, I'm very honored to be a part of something that I believe is very good for the world. Uh, these technologies are wonderful. They mimic natural biological processes that have happened for you know, millions of years. Uh, it's very interesting to be able to take a lot of waste, a lot of natural things and transform them into energy uh, for the world and other valuable you know, components. So it, it's, uh, there's so much to go into, it would take forever, but these are great patented technologies that we have. And we're very fortunate to have uh, many uh, great colleagues that we're working with and contracts that we have. So um, it's, been, it's been an interesting ride and many good things are coming. That's all I can say. There's a lot I cannot speak of because of NDAs, but we have a lot of good things in the process and uh, that are coming up that deal with uh, coal to oil, plastic to oil conversion, um, all types of wonderful things. The wastewater industry, uh, everything's moving forward, the extraction, distillation. We have mining patents that are coming on board. So it's, it's a, a wonderful, I, it does take up a lot of time, but I'm used to it. So it's, it's balanced. So I've learned how to balance uh, the things that we have going on and find time for my, uh, also my paintings, my writings, which I'm working on a new book that is going to be published. There are three volumes to that of the abandoned story that deals with the state of Kentucky. So I'm very busy doing that also. But right now, what we're doing, we're doing a lot of lab work for some really large companies. And we're about ready to wrap that up with some experiments that we're doing that deal with uh, coal transformation, uh, dealing with oils and things like that. Gases. Well, it sounds, you know, it sounds very fascinating, you know, energies that on the very, minds of, you know, of everybody these days. And, and, yeah. and uh, of course, we don't want to, but, but, you know, I think that it's, it is fascinating anytime you can take waste and do something uh, that's beneficial with yeah. it. I mean, that's just it in, in the simplistic terms, but 
I don't even know anything about, I know the periodic chart, you know, of elements, but a couple of chemical <laughs> courses, you know, that I took when I was in school, but, but that's, you know, but, but that's good. And that's great work. And, you know, you've said some things here that, you know, in a capsule, you know, we're talking about respect. We're talking about discipline, energy, you know, yes. creative energy. We're talking about work ethic. We're talking about balance, all of these things that, uh, that help us to become successful in what it is we do, you know, whatever it is that we do. And uh, those are important. Let me ask, let me ask you this. Um, what do you think, or how do you, you know, in your own opinion or words or wisdom that you've gained here, Tommy, what, how do you think men can improve? Because, you know, I hear it more and more from a lot of people that men, more than ever these days, just seem to be struggling. And, you know, how do you think men can improve that? Um, let's see. Men, well, I think that we need to live kind of uh, by some simple rules that we were speaking of earlier that I believe everybody on this planet is very important. Women and, and men, uh, children, everybody. So I think that people need to not fall into a narrative that you're supposed to be this way or that way. But I think that men are, have their set of uh, gifts that make them what they are. And I believe that, uh, and the men I write about in my stories and the men that influence me, they're, um, this, the noble type of man to me is, is one that is courageous. Uh, you're able to admit your faults and work on those just like a woman needs to do. Um, you need to strive for something better. I believe men are uh, nurturing like women too, but they're the protectors. And I've always seen it that way. I, I write a lot about men that way. And I don't think that that should be something to be uh, shamed of or to, to made to be that way. I'm not speaking of like protector, like you're walking around 24 seven with, you know, a rifle or a gun or this and that, but men are protectors of that domain, you know, of, of that family unit that we speak of, that singularity there. And women too are protectors of those children, uh, if you have children or of that relationship that you have. Um, I think that men, and, and when I speak of men, I, I, it's hard to, for me to answer this kind of, John, because I think of women as being equally as strong, but different. Women, and the way I see my power is that I have a strength and a discipline where I try to better myself. And when I, when I fall short of that, or I do something that is hurtful, or what I consider to be not right, or something that's not correct, I apologize immediately for that. And I think men growing up, especially young men, they need to realize that too. If you've done something wrong, you know, you apologize, uh, you correct that, you become better because it's not really like a competition, but you know, you need to learn to strive for the most no noble uh, self that you can be in this world so you can give back to others. And, and you've got to do that for yourself too. So I find that in this day and age, and this is what I was talking about with social media and stuff, where people can just write you or text you, which is not my favorite way of communicating. I like to see someone. I like to experience that personal intimacy 
where I can look in someone's eyes and I'm interacting with them because I watch that. That's why I love going to meetings. I love watching people taking that in and feeling things. That's part of my intuitive power that I have. I'm able to assess quite a bit. I think young people have become, uh, they lack courage. They aren't able to speak to someone in person, but they can sit behind a computer or text someone and state something that sounds really bold or not take responsibility. And I think it gets down to that. You have to take responsibility for your actions, even if it's an inaction, because everything comes with consequences. And I don't know if people are really learning this at home growing up. And you see this in relationships uh, as we get older, whether it's with intimate ones or on a personal level or business level, that when someone can't really give the best of themselves and be totally honest and transparent, you, there's an issue. And that needs to be dealt with, you know, with that person. If you're not doing that, I hate to say it, but you're not a courageous person. You're letting yourself down. You're letting someone else down. And so my advice to men and women, and, and actually I've had some pretty, pretty tough experiences the past few years. I mean, we all do, but for, for me, speaking of this in business and on a personal level, well, where I've had to deal with very narcissistic people <laughs> and they don't ever apologize. And, and I mean, even covert narcissists, they're very tricky, very manipulating, very self-serving. And they, these are very difficult things sometimes to maneuver around, especially if you're a loving, caring person and you are trying to give someone the benefit of the doubt and you trust what they're telling you, that they love and care for you, they want to be there. And some people are just, they're just not good people, but it's okay. You know, admit, I don't care if you're a 40-year-old man or 50-year-old man or 20-year-old man or woman, you need to come to terms with this realistically within you and say, this is not right. I'm doing myself a disservice by not facing my fears, by not facing my addictions, by not facing the things that are stumbling blocks that are keeping me from being the best, most noble version of myself I can be. And if you don't say you're sorry, to yourself and forgive yourself. And if you talk to your creator, your higher power, talk to your grandparents, your grandma puts you right, I guarantee it. You know, you need to get yourself right. You need to realize this because you're not really going to evolve as a human and you're gonna have a lot of other problems for this. And I know, we all know this. We, I've, I've gone through the same thing and I feel really bad when I hurt somebody or I've hurt myself and somebody else You've got to say you're sorry and say, uh, you, none of us are perfect. But if you're doing this over and over again and committing the same mistake over and over again, you either have a serious mental issue or you are really a manipulating person who does not want to become better. So those toxic people, you've really got to be strong and leave them alone. Get, get, just leave them be because it is going to be up to them to change. But I, I really think people have got to take the responsibility. That's the word I always have. I've always told myself that, my self-talk growing up. Tommy, you're responsible. I had to pay for things when I grew up. Things were tough. You know, we had tough times. I had to work really hard at an early age. Uh, you know, there was no question. I never, I never was a victim. Never said I was a victim or complained about it. I just did it because I wanted something better. And I thought that's how most people got, you know, you, the people I grew up with, they worked hard for what they wanted. They took responsibility. 
you know, and I think a lot of narrative today is to make everyone feel like you need a safe space or you need to, you know, claim you're a victim. No, we are not victims. We're hmm. sovereign beings with our own unique DNA from our creator. If you don't understand the power of that, you need to really go sit in a room for a while and think about that. That's absolutely one of the most impressive things. That's why I always tell young people, you need to understand the gravity of what that means. So yeah. I don't know if that helps or not, but I mean, that's- No, 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 there's a lot to digest you know, there. If they want to put the responsibility off on someone else. You just need to admit, you know, look, this is, I'm, I'm budging up here. I'm not really doing the best I can do. I'm, I'm lying to this person, to that. I'm lying to myself. And a lot of times you wonder, are they even seeing this? They Either you're manipulating and you do see it, or you're, you have a lot of fear and you don't want to deal with it. I understand it's difficult, but you're never going to be a really disciplined, strong person, and you're really not going to be fully happy and loved if you don't deal with those demons. You that, that You know, that's true. You know, that 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 could be a whole other episode, the concept of victimology, being a victim and and, and, and how not healthy it is. You know, you you know, and and here you're not old, Tommy, but you are definitely an old soul because you have given a lot, a lot of wisdom here. Everyone is important, including (laughs) think for yourself, utilize your own gifts, admit your faults. Seek yeah. self-improvement, mm-hmm. demonstrate courage, legitimate courage, mm-hmm. um, take responsibility for your mistakes, accept yourself if necessary, make a change for a better life. I mean, that, that, that is like a laundry list yeah. of, of practices and behaviors that if we did more of them, can oh. you imagine the, the Tommy Baskus rule of living, rules of living? We, wow. we, we literally... Hard work and influence me. And all those things are important. And I know you, you know, all of these, you, we have, if you don't accept these things and you don't work through these things, that's why you keep having to go through the same episodes. It is kind of weird about the karma. I know that I hate using words that are bandied around so much, but really, you know, karma is a hard writing. You know what? I'm not going to say this word on here, but you will, you will experience these same type of episodes in your life until you deal with that and you open the door and you go through it because it's kind of like life is like you're, you're a person walking uh, kind of like the salmon up, you know, that swims upstream. You have to go through this. You can lie all you want, tell yourself this and not deal with that and hide it under the bed, but it never goes away until you deal with this. And, um, you know, I think, John, a lot of people are very afraid to do that for themselves. They are afraid of what they will find. And I don't know why. We all make mistakes. We all do that. It's right there in your hands at this moment to change your way of thinking. And it's never too late. And that is true. And I've always learned that from older people. Um, and thank goodness for that. I've had to reassess and change and Think about, you know, myself, and I'm always learning and eager to do so. Um, I want to be the best I can be while I live, and none of us know how long that we have, but you want to be the best you can be for yourself and for others, and to really, uh, to be that way is to really experience joy, too. I think when you don't do that, and you aren't taking uh, all of this in, all of this awareness, and what's in front of you and really just 
experience all of those moments in that way, openly and with the full heart, how do you really get the most out of life? I mean, can you really say you're living? You're living like I feel God intended us to live, unless you really do that. That's a, that is uh, so true, yeah, Dominic. You just can't have the positive without the negative. So I think that people need to not concentrate too on so much of the narrative that's put out to them through the information streams and really, you know, without throwing in another cliche, but sort of like look at that, that glass is mostly half full, you know, it's not, it's not empty. There's so much more and there's so much more than that. You need to really understand what your gifts are and go out and just live and enjoy, be joyful because there are people, and you know this, you know, those here that aren't able to live. So live for them, live for those people in your family that you love that aren't here anymore. Live so maybe they can see through your eyes and enjoy every moment you have because that's really all that we do have. And no one is going to be thinking about all of this stuff that I call it noise. I know politics and all of this is important and history and that's another conversation for another time, but none of this will matter in the end. People really that's, need to go that, and, and start thinking about things. That is definitely a, a fact that none yeah. of it, you know, there's more important things in life love than what, than love what is we everything. Love is yeah. everything. Do everything with a loving heart. Everything that you do in business, people, every little experience, you know, that's what so I mean. Much, yeah, as there's, out of this life as you can. Be, be that, see that. Because so much more to life than, than, than what we're told sometimes. That's, but let that's you know, that's your story. Uh, our hour is coming to a close here. You know, let's, uh, Tommy, how can people find out more about Dust Flyer Vision Art and Productions, but also Angel Blue Perfume? How can where, where, how can they find out more about yeah, you? Yeah, and, and that's, that's another interesting thing. I, I love Angel Blue Perfume. It is a niche market and it's Victorian inspired perfume, the way they used to make perfume. So I extract natural, um, you know, oils from leaf, wood, uh, you know, spices, berries, things like that, like they used to do in, in the old days and do an extraction process with a polar solvent extraction awesome. process that we have and create really beautiful, sensuous uh, scents that people can enjoy that's healthy for the environment and healthy for your skin. So it's, it's an it's artistic creation of mine, but you can go to, uh, you know, angelblueperfume.com for the Victorian inspired story on those scents. And dust, yeah, duskflyer.com. And I think I gave you the links to those. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll post those. Yeah, and that embodies my art, my writings, uh, books, uh, some of the other things about, about those creations on that side. So very proud of the work I do, uh, work very hard at it. Um, uh, I'm glad of my published works and I'm, I'm writing all the time. And like I said, working on three volumes for Kentucky. I've got a lot of other states in the Midwest I'll be working on too. But I, I believe it's very important, John, to, to continue that story of the abandoned places and the historic towns because those stories become lost when the older generation dies off and it's not kept. So I think documenting these places um, is very, very important. And I don't want that story to die. So I'm just doing my little part, trying to bring awareness to, to those forgotten stories and abandoned places and towns. That's fantastic, Tommy. I just wanted to, you know, thank you very much for being on this episode oh, of you. Well. Thank you for inviting um, me. I'm honored to be here. Thank you. 
I wish you the best, you know, and, and you know, it's not over yet. We'll, we'll have to come back for another conversation. Um, tell Paul and all the things that he's doing. We, we wish him the best. And, and we know that whatever it is he's up to, that it's going to make a huge difference in the world because will. he's also with a difference maker. And there you have Tommy Flannery Baskus, uh, the old soul, right? <laughs> who, who has a lot of good things going on and, it's nice knowing that you're that you're around because with you and, and Paul doing the things that y'all are doing, I know the world's in, in a better place. Well, and you too, John, you're bringing a lot of awareness with the wonderful guests that you have on. I, I do listen to those interviews and what you do is is phenomenal and wonderful too. And, and letting people have their voice and your thank voice. You for that. You've said a lot of wonderful things. So thank, and thank you. you for those who are listening, you know, because without the listeners, you know, we can't tell our stories. And uh, that's right. And they have their stories. So I hope everybody's encouraged to to do that and, and live their, their story and share it. Well, thank you, John. Thank you, Tommy. We'll see you. We'll talk to you again and I'll let you go. And uh, thank you for being again here again. And uh, Okay. Thank you. A lot of good wisdom here. I can't wait for this one to hit the airwaves. We're going to, you're going to change some lives with those philosophies. Thank you. Well, thank you too, John. I appreciate it. You have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Well, Without You, we don't exist. There is no show. We hope the men who joined us today learned some valuable tips to improve and not be ashamed to use them. Be the change, men. Set the example. Keep going. And for the women leaders out there, keep creating and keep helping us men to become even better men, more effective leaders. Thank you. Until next time, stay safe. Be well and leave.